Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR. In the NOCO is supported by Blue Federal Credit Union, with locations from Denver to Cheyenne, helping members tap into the power of community. More information at bluefcu.com. You're listening to In the NoCo, a daily slice of Northern Colorado news and happenings. It's Wednesday, September 27th. I'm Erin O'Toole. There's been a recent surge in efforts across the country to challenge and remove books from library shelves. According to an analysis by PEN America, a free speech advocacy group, book bans have been reported in more than 30 states, although most are concentrated in just a handful, including Florida, Utah, and Texas. Many of these bans target certain themes, race and racism, sexuality, and books with LGBTQ characters. But in some places, these challenges have expanded to include titles that discuss grief and loss, violence, and health and well-being for teens. You know, Judy Bloom has had a very lasting uh, staying power because she was willing to write books about things that she knew young people had questions about and weren't always, you know, seeing themselves reflected in the books of that time. That's Diane LaPierre, executive director of Pooter Libraries in Fort Collins. I caught up with her just ahead of Banned Books Week to get her take on where we are at this moment in time. I've got my library degree over 30 years ago, so I feel like I've been through some different waves of um, book challenges, and I think we are in one of those just really intense periods right now where people are questioning what kinds of books should be on library shelves and uh, have new tools to sort of organize across the country to to make a more uh, concerted effort to challenge books than, than it was more localized in the past. So those are some of the differences that I see this time around. Yeah. Is that something that's concerning to you, this sort of coordinated effort that we keep reading about where one person, you know, writes in about 60 books or something? Yes, because at heart, I feel like our public libraries should serve the communities that they're in and be responsive absolutely to the people who live here. And I think it's sometimes hard to cut through what is happening more at a national level or with small groups of people who have more extreme views that really don't reflect the heart of our community. And so trying to kind of be responsive to what our our customers who walk through our doors, who recommend books, who have questions about books, absolutely want to have conversations with those people. Um, but there is a lot of noise out there um, that's coming from outside of our community that it's hard to kind of have reasonable conversations with people about. So when we talk about banning a book, what actually happens here? I mean, I feel like it starts with a challenge to a book. What needs to happen before it gets yanked off the shelf? So we're fortunate in our community. We have people who want to talk to our frontline staff about the books they see on the shelf, about the books they don't see on the shelf. So I'd say even before it gets to a challenge, we have lots of great conversations with people who request books or have um, questions about books. But if somebody does see a title or hears about a title that they think we shouldn't have in the library, um, they fill out a form, and that's a challenge typically. I have been in the library profession for a long time, and it's it's very rare that we would actually take a book off the shelf um, in response to a person who didn't feel it was appropriate. Often we may 
shift a book that was in one section of the library to another section of the library. Occasionally we have an old edition of a book or we have uh, information that's no longer accurate or valid and there's new information we should have on the shelf. So sometimes we do make a decision to move a book or get a newer edition or a different title in addition to what we have. Um, but rarely do we actually ban a book. Um, and that's here, that's not the situation that's happening in a lot of other parts of our country right now where uh, library boards and school districts um, are making decisions to remove those books from their shelves. Is there an instance where that you can think of where a book should be banned? I like to say no. I mean, in a, in a sort of perfect world, no. You know, if a community really felt like a title was outside of the values that they want to have on their shelf and available to the public, I mean, I, that's not my decision to make for another library. Um, that's my decision to make for this library, um, this library system. And I, I really strongly believe that once you've taken that voice off the shelves, even if it was something that I personally found horribly offensive, I no longer have the ability to think critically about those topics and those ideas. You know, just reading a book doesn't necessarily make you change your your values and your experience, um, but it may make you see things a different way and want to read more about it and learn more about it. It sounds like it really comes down to the community and the library's place within the community. Absolutely. And in Fort Collins, we have, um, you know, what community steeped in education. We have a college university presence here. And I think we are intellectually curious. And I hope we're the kind of community that can continue to respect other people's ideas and perspectives. Um, We don't have to all agree with everything all the time. Uh, In fact, that would be quite boring. Um, Yes, it would. And uh, having more discussion is really the answer, I feel, to censorship, not quieting voices or or taking materials off the shelves. I feel like in Colorado we're a little luckier right now that this book banning trend isn't really playing out here the way it is in some other states, but are you concerned by any communities here in Colorado? Well, again, it's up to those communities to make those decisions for themselves, but you know, we had uh, last year uh, concerns around book banning in Wellington. Um, and the town board took a stance that they were not in the business of banning books. Um, that wasn't what they saw their role in the community. Um, Douglas County is having a lot of conversations about that with their library right now. Uh, you know, library directors have a, a big part in this, but really the library boards are the governing policy-making entities for a lot of our libraries, and they reflect the, the needs and desires of the community. So, yeah, that, it is happening in Colorado, not on sort of a statewide basis that's happening in, in some different states in the country where they're passing legislation to make school libraries and even public libraries uh, remove titles and having librarians being held personally liable for checking out books that have been determined by somebody to be harmful to somebody else. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I mean, I feel like that truly is putting librarians on the front lines of these sort of culture wars. 
Yeah, absolutely. And I don't think that's um, a place that uh, librarians or teachers or doctors or, you know, a lot of people in these professions um, that are serving their communities feel comfortable being. So uh, we're trying to do what we can in um, Fort Collins, Northern Colorado, Pooter Libraries to support not just our professionals who work in our libraries, but folks in communities where they may not have as strong of a voice. So it sounds like it's coming back to the concept of intellectual freedom. It is exactly the idea of intellectual freedom to make sure that our First Amendment rights are uh, valued and recognized. Um, That's the freedom to speak, it's the freedom to read, to think for yourself, and to have that access to information to really have a robust marketplace of ideas. Diane LaPierre is Executive Director of Pooter Libraries. Thank you so much for talking with me today. You're very welcome. Banned Books Week starts this Sunday, October 1st. It's an annual celebration of the freedom to read that began four decades ago. Libraries across Colorado will be hosting lots of events and special programming. You can find more information in our show notes or at KUNC.org. And that's it for us today here on In the NoCo. We'll be back with you tomorrow with more of what's happening in Northern Colorado. Our producer is Jocelyn Mesa-Miranda. Robin Vincent is our executive producer. I'm Erin O'Toole. Let's talk soon.